0: Welcome, closers, to another episode of the Profitable Property Management Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Muela, and today we're talking about agency. This is a big one. It's one of the most determinative factors that I see when I work with team members, leaders of all kinds, stripes, and varieties. Do they feel that they have agency? Meaning, do they feel that things are happening to them? Or that they are happening to the other people and circumstances around them now, most folks wouldn't tell you that they don't have agency in a overt, explicit kind of way. Some would. But in our thinking day to day, everybody goes through that back and forth of high agency, low agency, high agency meaning, I will manifest my will on the situation. I will breathe into existence the thing that I am aiming for and aiming at versus, what can you do? No, yeah, I, I tried. They said no. What can I do? That chasm, that gap. It's the whole game. It's the whole shoot and match. There isn't something else. If you don't have agency, I can't help you. If you don't have agency, the best support, training, setup, circumstances don't matter. You believe that the outcome is predetermined. So it is what it is. I can't alter it. If you have agency, I can't stop you. If you have agency, you've already determined you're going to win by any means necessary. In the ugliest of circumstances with the lowest level of probability, with the least amount of support, I will win. I'm committed. Life will find a way. Now the question to ask is, what's the difference between the two? Does it have anything to do with circumstances? Does that, it have anything to do with external factors? And I don't believe that it does. The takeaway for me here is that it's all made up. Whether or not you do or don't believe you have agency is entirely made up. It's a vantage point, it's a lens, it's a point of view. And you get to be right in either direction. If you believe you're gonna fail and you don't have agency, it's true. I believe you. If you believe you do you are in control and you have maximal agency, yeah. Hmm, I believe you. Why does this matter? Because you and me. We go back and forth, we teeter, depending on the day, depending on the hour. And I'm telling you, I'm committed to believing that I have agency. I'm gonna fall off that wagon, I'm gonna have down days, I'm gonna bitch, I'm gonna complain, that's, that's life. And it's okay to wanna quit. But in my heart of hearts, I choose to believe that there is a way. I choose to believe that I have agency. I choose to believe that when I come up against obstacles, the point of the obstacle is for me to find a way. The point of the obstacle is for me to grow and increase in my skills and capabilities to figure things out. Why? Simply because I choose to believe it. It's a made-up belief that serves me. It's not about probabilities. Is it accurate? Is it not? It's about realizing that I can I can adopt viewpoints and beliefs on the basis of the results that they create in my life, not litigating or adjudicating the technical validity of the view or not. It's all made up. When I think about the consequences of not having agency and where it shows up in my day-to-day, here's what comes to mind. I think about team member conversations. These come up all the time. It's, It's big stuff. Like, we're not going to hit goal. You know, we're halfway through the quarter. Somebody says we're not going to hit goal. Really? Re- you have that kind of prognostication <laughs> that we're just not going to hit goal. We're halfway through the quarter and you're saying with certainty, we're not going to hit goal. A, with if that's your line of thinking, I believe you. B, let's talk about whether or not we can change that line of thinking. I believe we can. And if we do, I know we have a chance. I know we have a shot. And I know that, even if we don't, that line of thinking will get us dramatically further. So that would be, that would be a big one where it's just an outright prognostication that we're not going to hit the target. I'm more interested in the belief system around that than I am around their assessment of the probabilities of what will or will not happen. It could be a small thing. It could be, I tried, you know, I asked, they said no. And it's, it's being presented as, as if it's an immutable set of circumstances we can't get around. These are opportunities to engage with the belief system, not because the topic matters, not because the specific situation matters. It probably doesn't. But the training of that vantage point of I have agency, that matters profoundly. And that's just exercise. That's conditioning. That's that's a bench press. That's pump after pump after pump to stay toned and in shape mentally. It's something I'm committed to and something I would commend as an exercise to go about your day and to document, to feel out when you're running into high agency and low agency attitudes in individuals. You'll feel it throughout the day. It's, it's, it's also not just verbal, it's tone. It's the tone of somebody should do something about that. Boss, I got a gripe. And yeah, you know, this is, I've had it up to here with this. This is dysfunctional. Somebody ought to do something about that. Yeah, I agree. How about you? <laughs> How do you relate and take on when you interact with and are presented a set of circumstances from a low agency individual, from somebody who is either ongoing or momentary orientation is low agency? How do you respond? Do you buy what you're being sold? Do you feel the need to argue and push back? Are you able to maintain and hold curiosity? That's what I have found serves me as maximal curiosity in those circumstances, given that it's all made up, why would somebody make up that they don't have agency? Could be all manner of circumstances. What I know is it's not worth moralizing about. What I know is that my judgments typically get in the way of me holding enough curiosity to actually find out. Curiosity starts with the fundamental supposition that I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this person's head, in this person's heart, in their thoughts, but I might be able to find out if I can hold enough curiosity. Curiosity doesn't look like, why, why'd you say that? Why do you think that? Don't you know better? Curiosity starts off with a, huh? Huh? Okay. Intra- can I ask some questions? I'm curious. I'm curious about your thinking. You know, was it more, was it more this or was it more that? Of the things we're talking about what thing in particular, you know, could you stack rank the factors for me? What thing in particular is kind of guiding your thinking? What else could be true? Hey, a thought experiment. Um, if that wasn't true, would you want to know or do you feel really invested in this vantage point? Curiosity looks like partnering in inquiry with the person that you're talking to to explore how they came to that conclusion, given that the conclusion is made up. That creates possibility. That's a way of being of how to show up to explore and mine the conversation around agency. Um, and again, my recommendation is to get curious and listen for. Tune in to the amount of agency that you're hearing from yourself, from the people around you in your circle that are influencing you, from your staff, and from your team members. Tune in to agency. Not because the specific set of circumstances or what is being discussed matters, but because that general orientation is the single most determinative factor in the the trajectory of your life and your organization. And because agency serves people, being empowered serves people. And the best person to empower is you empowering yourself, empowering other people It's great, but it's all predicated upon people empowering themselves. How much curiosity can you apply? How much can you release your judgments towards other people's lack of agency? How deeply can you partner with others to explore their own thinking, to reestablish, to regain, and to hold their own agency? I want to end with this. You always have a choice. Lack of agency shows up most commonly in the belief that I don't have a choice. I have something I want. I have someone I want to become. I have something I want to achieve. I have somebody I want to be with. I have a thing I want to do, but I can't because there's something else I have to do. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. You see, I don't have a choice. If you knew what I knew, you'd realize that I don't have a choice. And I'm here to tell you, you always have a choice. The choice may involve pain. The choice may involve momentary suffering. The choice may involve facing the horror of having to have a conversation, a reflection, a standoff, a confrontation that you've been avoiding for years and that you are invested in avoiding. You have a whole story and narrative that explains why to go down that path and deface the horror of that conversation would mean what? Death? Annihilation? Horror? Distress? Something. And yet, what if it did? What if it happened right now? The thing you're catastrophizing. Would you die? Would it be the end? I can tell you with 99.99% certainty, the answer is no. It would be difficult. And that difficulty is the price that you've been unwilling to pay up until now in order to get the thing that you want, to move towards your vision. It's really simply a price you've been unwilling to pay. It's not that you can't it's that you've been unwilling up until now. And right now we get to reset and we get to ask, what is your vision? What do you really want? Most people are unclear. They're busy tolerating. They're busy telling themselves that what they want is what they can get, that what they've settled for is enough. If you stop doing that, if you gave yourself permission to dream, if you believed that it was possible, if you believed you were going to believe in yourself, if you believed you could have what you want, what would you be aiming at? If you get clear enough and specific enough about that, that price that you've been avoiding paying, it gets reframed. Reminder. You always have a choice. There is always a way. You may not deem that the juice is worth the squeeze, and that's okay. But you always have a choice. There's never things you're being forced to do. I thank God I live in this country. We're in America. Anything is possible. What's holding me back is me, blaming it on other people, other circumstances. It doesn't help me get where I want to go. I get something out of it, Which is to say, when I tell myself I have low agency, I no longer feel that I need to take accountability for what's happening in my life. That's what I get out of it. It happened to me. I had no choice. It's a story. It's comfort. It doesn't get me what I want, but it allows me to avoid facing the fact that I have agency. And I always have a choice. Now would be a great time to sit down and think about what you may be tolerating in your life. Now would be a great time to sit down and document the stories that you've been telling yourself about where you don't have agency. The stories you're telling other people. The places where you're persistently bitching. Not momentary, but where are you bitching on an ongoing basis? Those are the things you're tolerating. Those are the things you're telling yourself that you don't have a choice with. That's the opportunity to flex and express your agency. This isn't just for you. This exercise, this discipline is for the people around you, for you to create something bigger, for you to be able to believe in their agency rather than you buying their story of non-agency as a way for you to affirm your own story of your own lack of agency. It's been profoundly impactful for me. I hope there's something in here for you. There's always a way. You have a choice and I have agency. Peace. Jordan here asking you, what do you got? What is a question you want to ask me? Can you stump me? Can you throw me something hard, perplexing, vexing, something you feel tied up in knots with? Throw it at me.